For the week of April 10th, 2022, after eight false starts, this is Mojo Weekly. I'm John. Mojo Menace. More like Mojo Madness. Yeah! All right, man. Here's your news. I forgot to unmute you, didn't I? You did, you <laughs> son of a bitch. But I, I saw it, and I was watching the thing, and then I'm like, I'm going to hit the space bar and try that method. And guess what? Yeah. It fucking worked. It worked. Yeah, it's late. We're we're doing our best here. The software is fighting us, but we'll power through it. Josh, here's your news. Uh, the biggest news of the week that I probably should care about, but I just don't, is uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 is now in development. Kingdom Hearts 4. You a Kingdom Hearts yeah. guy at all? Uh, I, I enjoyed the first one quite a bit. That was right. it, though. I never never played 3. I played with 2 a little bit. But um, the thing that's interesting about this now, so Square Enix, or Square, sorry, is just Square Oh, no, it is Square Enix. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Square Enix and Disney are working together now. Does this mean it includes Marvel and Star Wars and Alien and Fox? Like everything. This, <laughs> everything. That, that, I'm kinda, that I'm curious about. Is Sora going to run into, like, fucking Mother Alien? And it's like... Uh... Homer Simpson. You, yeah, yeah. Are the Simpsons going to be a part of this now? That'd be kind of yeah. cool. I'd be down with that. Fucking everything. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, is supposedly an epic new storyline named The Lost Master Arc. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's going to take place in an expansive city set in a gorgeous, realistic world unlike anything ever seen in Kingdom Hearts, which it looks a lot like Tokyo to me. Um, and, uh, the trailer also introduces Kingdom Hearts fans to Strelitzia, a new character. Mm, so. That sounds pretty crappy. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be fun. So yeah, Sora, Donald, Goofy, and all your favorite Disney and whatever else characters are going to be there, whatever else Disney, uh, mm. Disney owns. Um, they yeah, also announced everything. a separate game called Kingdom Hearts Missing Link, which is a, a mobile game. So, um, you know, your mileage may vary on that. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, man. Kingdom Hearts people so, yeah. like like uh, fanboy nerds all over the world just uh, collectively gasped. And we're like, ooh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, you know, I mean... I hope it's fun. I hope it's yeah. cool. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 was fine. Um, I, I never played it, but a lot of people really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah. We'd have to I, see. It's late, so I might sound a little more snarky than I intend to. But, you know, I've, this, these, this is a series I've always meant to try. Um, I bought the first Kingdom Hearts when it went on, like, PlayStation 2's Greatest Hits collection. You know, right 20 on. bucks. Yeah. Never, bu- never played it for more than, like an hour and i don't know why i just bounced off it and then i never tried another one uh when they re-released all this stuff for ps4 a couple years ago i was like oh now's a good time to jump in but then they were impossible to find um that collection like there was like they just didn't produce enough i guess so i was like well i guess i'm not gonna try those um yeah yeah uh yeah um i really enjoyed like secret of mana right if you think of secret of mana what's the idea there there's like you control multiple characters you got this uh interesting style of action kind of hack and slash but it's still an adventure rpg style gameplay mm-hmm. and the first time i played through kingdom hearts when i got about halfway through it i said this is like a slightly less polished 3d secret of mana and once i kind of like went through that in my head when you're controlling donald mickey you know sora and the other characters all at the same time and you're kind of trying to get them to like oh no no you attack the guys on the west side i attack the guys on the east side you know 
bloody six. But like, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, where you live. <laughs> <laughs> actually, now I found out I'm re- if the whole town's been restructured for voting. I'm actually I'm actually the 11th ward. Isn't that weird? Wait, wait. I don't I don't want to know. I don't want to get too inside baseball. It's here weird. For, for, it's weird for people who don't know what we're talking about, which is literally everybody listening. Uh, but th- I am. That's not but- the sixth ward anymore. It, it, it's one street over. If you're on this side of that main street or 64, whatever it is, that is now the 11th ward past the fire station. They did that for restructuring of voting because I went to the wrong polling station to vote for mayor this last week. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? And they're like, no, you're 11th ward now, buddy. Go vote over there, pal. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. That has been the sixth ward forever. Like that. It's still any... the sixth ward towards Ots Park. Yeah, but any, not anything me. across the bridge is the sixth ward. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, as far the as I'm six is no more. Um, that's it's crazy. That's bullshit. Uh, that and is also, some bullshit. To continue with Merrill Cast, um, uh, <laughs> who won the mayor? Uh, a guy named Haas. So know. new guy, not the not the S- young guy Steve anymore. Haas. Oh, young guy didn't run. Oh, he just like okay. yeah, he's like one term, and I'm uh, fuck this shit. I'm out. Yeah. So then the the old guy, it was two 80 year olds. It was the older guy who used to be the mayor who retired. Yeah, Bill Bly uh, Bylecki. By lucky against yeah, and he Haas and he lost, huh? He did. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Now, well, that's Merrillcast for the week. Let's get back to the news. Uh, in other news, uh, 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 Josh, I forgot your name there for a minute. <laughs> that's so fucking tired I am right now. I woke up. For, I'm an old man. I woke up from a Sunday afternoon nap to do this shit. <laughs> it's basically Monday morning for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I know you have a relationship with Tomb Raider, you know, playing it back on the Saturn back in the day. Cause <laughs> I did. Cause Josh, I listen to you. I care. I care. Oh, thanks man. Uh, there's a new Tomb Raider game coming and it will be built yeah. using unreal engine five. Um, so it was, it was announced during, uh, the unreal engine, like big kickoff thing that they did, like a, like a showcase on crystal dynamics, uh, tomb Raider franchise general manager, Dallas Dickinson, uh, sounds like a fucking football player, right? Does <laughs> starting for Dallas the actors, Dickinson. It's Dallas Dickinson, uh, a high quality <laughs> cinematic action adventure experience. Blah blah blah. They didn't show any gameplay or images, and they did not release or reveal a, uh, <laughs> a release date. Uh, so great, um, more Tomb Raider. So there you go. I I actually have Perfect. enjoyed. Um, I played the first game in like the Tomb Raider reboot, you know, like that they did on PS4 and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And I did enjoy that a lot. Um, I know it's stupid to say that it played a lot like Uncharted, which is flipping it on its head because Uncharted kind of stole a lot from Tomb Raider and, you know, kind of it really ate, did. Yeah. Kind of ate its True. lunch for a little bit. And now and then Tomb yep. Raider was like, oh, those are good ideas. We'll, uh, you know, we'll use those. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really like that first one. I didn't play, I think, the other two in the in the rebooted series, but I really did like that first one. The, the... Wait, what was that name? Alice Dixon? Dickinson? Dallas Dickinson. Dallas Dickinson. That almost reminded me of the old Dallas uh, Dickinson. The number 12, Dallas Dickinson. Baseball, uh, batting for the Bobson Dognut baseball team. <laughs> that right. reminds me of fighting baseball on the Super Nintendo. Those yeah. names that were in it, like uh, Sleeve McDykel. <laughs> Sleeve McDykel. <laughs> or, or Daryl Archideld, or perhaps Bobson Dognut, or maybe Willie Dustus. Yeah, yeah, I like it. You can get a Bobson Dognut t-shirt on you the can. merch store at mojomenace.com. Just click on the merch button, get yourself a Bobson Dognut t-shirt. See, I'm, I'm, I need me, I need me one of them. I'm whoring out. 
All right. Uh, this is uh, this is this is Josh's news of the week. Oh, um, uh, Return to Monkey Island uh, announced this week uh, a sequel. That to is the, actually pretty freaking awesome. It's coming this year. Uh, sequel to the legendary Point and Click series, and and being developed uh, with original writer director Ron Gilbert. Hell yeah, so, that's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. That makes me actually think about streaming and think about games that I want to play upcoming. And man, I want to play some of that Secret of Monkey Island, those magical original scum uh, point and click adventure games. I think that's coming. I think that's coming up this summer, man. Yeah, these games are. I, I love the concept behind these games. I love the vibe. I love the feel. I love the humor. Uh, the puzzles are just so damn obtuse for me that there's no way I can ever even come close to finishing Aww. them without like a guide. Um, yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, designed as a follow up to the first two games, uh, the new game is being published by Devolver Digital in collaboration with Lucasfilm. It also brings back the original co-writer Dave Grossman and LucasArts composers Michael Land, Michael McConnell, and Clint Bajakian. 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 Up right. next, batting third baseman <laughs> Clint Edward Dejakian. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's so, baseball season, John. We're here. We are. Look at so us. apparently, uh, this game has been in development for the past two years in complete secrecy. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Good. Good for them. That's nice to see that kind of stuff. Even with the world of, uh, internet and garbage and everything being spoiled for us, but before it even hits the, you know, before it even hits the news. Yeah. Um, I like, I like that someone is able to keep something secret like that. I like that. That's awesome. Uh, also, uh, this is in um, kind of, it's not quite a news realm, but it's more like rumor, kind of maybe news. Uh, Square Enix has applied for a trademark in Japan for Tactics Ogre Reborn. I did hear about that. Um, so this is ramping up speculation that uh, it's getting it a re-release. Um, the trademark application was filed on March 31st, published this past Thursday. Uh, there's been no official announcement. Let me repeat: no official announcement of a new no game in the official announcement of a new game in the Ogre Battle series. Uh, the last original release was Tactics Ogre: The Knights of Lotus for the GBA in 2001. Wow! So yeah, um, it was, uh, Tactics Ogre: Let Us Cling Together was uh, originally released in 1995 and then re-released on the PSP in 2010. Very cool. That's yeah. awesome. So what about uh? What about another rumor I heard? Maybe it's not a rumor. Maybe it's an actual news story. Didn't GameStop cancel everybody's uh, pre-orders for the new Intellivision console? Yeah, yeah. What the hell's that all about? I, I what, what about my pre-orders? Where's my pre-orders for my Intellivision? Yeah, your pre-order. <laughs> You're really sitting tight for that one, weren't you? You're really holding your breath. Well, speaking of pre-orders, though, the yeah. pre-orders for the Amiga 500 Mini are up now on Amazon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can, That's kind of a big deal. Get one of those. I, You know a lot more about the Amiga than I do. Um, I, I, I actually did not jump on that. It's 139 bucks. That's a little steep for me. Yeah. I, I know. You know, speaking of those minis and, and steep prices, <laughs> I really want uh, the Egret 2, the Taito Egret yeah. Mini 2. But fucking 200 bucks plus the extra spinner thing is like another 150 I can't eat that, man. No, uh, I, I am a sucker. We've established multiple times on this thing that sure. I am a I'm a sucker. Oh sure, uh, oh yeah, but I am not oh. that big of a sucker. <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, finally, we can't just we just can't let the shmups go. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about shmups. Uh, I just bought a brand new shmup today, so um, you know, what there's was that? that. 
uh, I can't pronounce this damn thing. Enduro, Enduro, I don't know. Ardu- what, Andrew Dunas? Yeah, Andrew Dunas 2. Oh, like the from the Neo Geo. The original was on the Neo. Yeah, Shmup Junkie oh. did, a, did a video on it today, and I was like, that looks good. And I bought it. Oh, sweet. I bought it, and yeah, it's good. Uh, really oh, that's good. awesome. Um, but anyway, in news is uh, City Connection will be releasing or re-releasing uh, the Cave Shmup Akai Katana this year. Hmm. Ooh, uh, very nice. Yeah, I love these games. Um, uh, platforms <laughs> were not announced, but it was shown running on Switch. And then they also announced, here's another big one, uh, the Layer Section and Galactic Attack S-Tribute uh, for pretty much all consoles. Um, it will launch uh, in just a few weeks um, on the PS4 and Switch on April, 20, on April 28th, followed by uh, the Xbox One and PC. At a later date, uh, there's a Japanese demo available on uh, the PS4 and Switch. So uh, this collects uh, Layer Section and Galactic Attack. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, following Layer Section, City Connection will release the following titles. Ready for this one? I'm ready. Uh, Puzzle Bobble 2X and Puzzle Bobble 3. Whoa. Elevator Action Returns. Fuck yeah. Metal Black, which is a crazy shmup. Nice. And finally, one that I don't think I'm familiar with, and that is Cleopatra Fortune. Mm-hmm. That one I'm not familiar with. So. Doesn't ring a bell, sir. No, but that is our news. Let's move on to the new releases. All right, just a few this week. We've got uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim is coming to Switch. Uh, this one I'm interested in. I already own it on PS4. I got it as part of like a crazy sale last fall, and I'm super excited to someday whoa. maybe get to whoa. it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say Aegis Wing? No, Rim. Oh. Rim. Aegis Rim. You know, Rim. Rim. Anyway, uh, Cat Cafe Manager, which... Good God. Okay. For Switch and PC. That sounds um, like one of your uh, favorite 3DS eShop games. <laughs> it kind of does. I'm not cat gonna... taxi manager. <laughs> build your own cat taxi and play <laughs> games and tap things and do stupid shit and look cool in public. Probably not. But hey, you're playing cat taxi manager. I mean, that would be a better game, but this is cat cafe manager. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Oh, um, I would prefer the taxi manager where you're like Danny DeVito in taxi and you're just a grumpy cat. Just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> hey hey here get it get it get it get it god fuck cat get over here yeah uh, i fucking hate cats anyway uh nobody <laughs> saves the world uh for the playstation consoles coming out finally i guess mm-hmm. for those who've been waiting and then finally uh road 96 uh for the playstations and the xboxes uh the sequel to road 95 uh you know i assume I assume, yeah. I, I, the, the first 94 were great. Yeah. Um, it sounds like, though, that all these new releases this week means I'm going to be saving a lot of money. You and me both, unless I buy another pile of shmups, which is possible. <laughs> all right. Next up, we got uh, Dale and his retro recap. Hey, what's up, Mojo Weekly listeners? This is Dale, and welcome back to this week's retro recap of the latest retro re-releases, remasters, remakes. As always, credit goes to GSK from RetroNots.com, StrictlyLimitedGames.com, and LimitedRunGames.com. You can find links to all this info on this week's releases on the MojoMenace.com forums. So let's get to it! Starting off, GSK wanted to ensure that 
Uh, he was unsure to include LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga in this week's releases because it is unclear if it collects or remasters all the older LEGO Star Wars games based on the nine core films, or if it is an all-new remakes, all-new versions of the games. So after digging into it myself off like the Steam data page, uh, I'm just as unsure, but reviews are likely hitting by the time you hear this, so research away and decide for yourself, young Jedi. With this week's digital releases from the Arcade Archives is a selection that is a spin-off of a Pac-Man game in the form of 1984's Pac-Land from Namco for the Switch and PS4 for $8. It's a side-scrolling action puzzler starring everyone's favorite yellow puck. After its original arcade release, it was ported to the TurboGrafx-16, so maybe John and Jash have some insight on this one, and it also hit the links in the Famicom and on various Pac-Man Namco collections over the years. As with other Namco Arcade Archives recent picks from the last couple months, Pac-Land will be one of the many games in the Pac-Man Museum Plus collection hitting next month, so just a friendly heads up on that in case you want to save a few bucks. Next up is Square's Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers Edition for Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam for $20. If you're familiar with how Square Enix updated its earlier PS1 Final Fantasy games and recent remasters, well, this is receiving similar treatment with Chrono Cross, uh, receiving optional remastered HD assets, an all-new rearranged soundtrack, new game plus options available from the get-go to make getting through fights a much breezier experience. There's one big addition, though, and that's worth knowing, the formerly exclusive Super Famicom Satellaview uh, installment called Radical Dreamers is available in this, and it is a visual novel follow-up to Chrono Trigger that was never officially available in America. It was very hard to come by until now. So a nice tip from GSK is for those wanting a physical release, you may want to go to... uh, East Asia Soft and import it there because it's only receiving a physical release in Asia and with other recent Square Digital releases that will have the full English text available in that physical installment as well for those savvy to importing. The vertical shmup Escados is hitting PS4 this week for $27. We already covered it a couple months ago on the Switch when it released there as the former Japanese 360 exclusive shmup. It comes bundled with a pair of the developer's earlier Wonderswan games from developer Cute Games. It is the background music for this week as well. Also releasing this week is the much-anticipated, well, at least for me, House of the Dead remake on Switch for $25. No, there's no light gun for the Switch officially, but there there is gyroscope controls, and this sports also all-new modern-gen visuals, a newly arranged soundtrack, all-new voiceovers, and optional extra modes to play like a horde mode. Uh, GSK noted that there has been re- reported performance issue, but just a heads up, this is from the, re- the same developers that also released the recent Panzer Dragoon remake, and that game did receive a number of helpful updates that actually improved performance by all reports, so that will presumably be the case here too. And also worth noting is there, is there are physical versions available on Amazon for pre-order that will be releasing in June for an extra about extra $20 to $30, depending on the edition. And rounding things off, are two fan translations this week. Uh, following up on the Klonoa Game Boy Advance translation from last week is another Klonoa game for the Wonder Swan with a puzzle platformer entry called Kaze no Klonoa Moonlight Museum, which you can track down on romhacking.net. The second game is from a Saturn interactive comic with anime visuals called Yumimi Mix Remix, which itself was an updated take on a Mega CD release with a few extras and that can be found on stargood.org. So once again, if you want info on all this week's releases, make sure to check out the MojoMenace.com forums. Back to you, John and Jayesh. 
Josh, Josh, got to turn on my mic. Um, so Dale mentioned the uh, Packland, uh, yeah, uh, re-release come or that came out. Um, Pac-Man and his wife, whose name <laughs> is oh, uh, wait, uh, Paula, Ms. Pac-Man. You would think, right? Oh, but yeah. Unfortunately, due to copyright issues, somehow uh, she's been renamed Pac-Mom. Wow. Pac-Mom. 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 Because, you know, at games, the people who make those shitty uh, retro consoles, somehow, I don't know, through some sort of legal chicanery, uh, they own the rights to Ms. Pac-Man, so Namco had to rename her Pac-Mom. That is crazy. Isn't that fucked up? Wow. (laughs) So wait, weren't you a big fan of the original Pac-Man cartoon? Oh, I loved it. Oh, yeah. Pac-Man, yeah. Yeah, 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 and that's what Pac Land was based on. But wasn't yeah. that her name? Her name wasn't Ms. Pac Man in that either, though, was it? Uh, I don't remember, man. It's been many years, many years. I'll let you Google that one for me. Yeah, I'm gonna Google that one for you. Uh, in the meantime, it is time for the uh, game spotlight, which uh, you are. Uh, I am. You are in charge of this week because you are the resident uh, wrestling guy. I am the resident wrestling guy. So I, I was thinking, man, it'd be really cool to talk about a whole bunch of wrestling video games. But you know what is coming up in a couple of weeks? The Midwest, Midwest Gaming, Gaming Classic. And we should should sit down and have a chat of some wrestling games. Because, man, I think myself and, and Dale, yeah, we're going to rock out a whole bunch of wrestling game talk. But so so basically what I wanted to do, it's my least favorite Nintendo console ever created, the N64. But uh-huh. it easily... It easily had the best wrestling games on it, oddly enough. Um, they, and in my opinion, there's never been a better wrestling game since the uh, WWF wrestling games that came out for the N64. So what I wanted to do is briefly talk about the weird history of WWF and WCW wrestling games on the N64. Because around the time that um, the N64 came out in 96, uh, the first wrestling entry that we got in the States here was WCW NWO World Tour. And it was actually a really cool wrestling game made by THQ, of all people. And if you recall, in the 8 and 16-bit years, yeah. um, man, T- THQ was a shit company, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, Home Alone yeah. was one of their better games. Um, but, like, uh, Acclaim was kind of was better-ish. Like, they had licensed some pretty good games. But when they were in-house developing stuff, man, it didn't, it didn't turn out that great. But yeah. the wrestling, the wrestling softs, um, they had some pretty good games. Matter of fact, they had one wrestling game on the NES called WrestleMania Challenge that was actually developed by Rare, and the music was done by our own resident favorite Battletoads video game music composer <laughs> David Wise, yeah. and he made the, all the music for uh, WrestleMania Challenge, which is actually a pretty damn fun game. They yeah. they eventually moved on to the Super Nintendo LJN, I think, and Acclaim kind of worked back and forth on which ones were being released. So it was Super WrestleMania. On both Genesis and Super Nintendo, there was Royal Rumble. There was Raw. Um, I believe it even came out with like WWF uh, WrestleMania, the arcade game that was the Midway slash Acclaim game that kind of used those uh, Mortal Kombat styles, digitized sprites. Um, And the WWF would eventually move into more of the 3D realm because of the N64 was like, we need 3D games. And so the first one to really come out was WCW NWO World Tour. That was in 1997 awesome game really highly critically acclaimed it was the first time that wcw which was always considered the secondary alternative wrestling program was not wrestlemania was not vince mcmahon was not wf it was wcw it was the rick flares and the arn andersons and the the, the little guys you know the other company the yeah, lex yeah. luger lex luger brian pillman 
you know, those guys. And so, I, so like, I, I recall that stuff as like, um, did they change it? I remember NWA back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was, we, so was that see, like a split is, off or a evolution or something? Oh no. The NWA is, it's an interest. The NWA still exists. WCW does not. The NWA is still in existence. Really? What happens? There's a long conversation that needs to happen here, but but let me just be, be quick. Be quick. Does about it, it need to happen? <laughs> no. The NWA as an entity has championship lineage that goes back over a hundred years. It has championship wrestlers, the Dusty Rhodes, the Ric Flair's, the Terry yeah, Funks, yeah. like all those guys were NWA. WCW was a television show that was based on NWA's characters called World Championship Wrestling. Okay. After a while, for whatever reason, the licensing for, for NWA Championship belts became too expensive for WCW. And they're like, you know what? Fuck you. We don't need you guys. We're going to do our own thing and just become WCW. And they're like, all right, cool. We'll still do our thing then. And the NWA did that until about 2002 when the NWA and TNA came together and they've created TNA Wrestling, which was also NWA Wrestling. Up what until does TNA about stand for other than tits and ass. Total nonstop action. Okay. One of the worst names ever. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's awful. It's pretty bad. Now it's now it's just known as Impact Wrestling. But anyway, for the longest time they were NWA until guess what? The licensing became too expensive, and then they're like, "Well, fuck Again. you, NWA. We don't yeah. need you." And now now NWA is just doing their own thing. They're working with AEW. They're working with Ring of Honor. They're working with all sorts of stuff. But they're the belts, the same damn belts that Flair and Dusty held and everything. They're going back over a hundred years. Uh, anyway, so yes, yes, NWA was a thing. Matter of fact, on the NES and the, and the Super Nintendo versions of the WCW games that came out, they called it like the NWA World Championship and stuff. So, But that game was huge. THQ was fucking riding this lightning. Whatever development team that they got, I think it was Ukes. Uh, Ukes in Japan who made those wrestling games. They would wind up making like Ultimate Muscle, the wrestling game on the GameCube. Oh, yeah. And I think they made Rumble Roses for Konami. Fucking weird shit, but but <laughs> highly entertaining, fun, over-the-top wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, man, Acclaim came out then with something called WWF Warzone on the N64, which was a broken mess of a wrestling game. When it first hit, the, when it first came out, I bought that cartridge day one. Um, I was like, wow, these graphics are amazing because, you know, we're stupid. We don't know how the N64 is supposed to look. So you're just seeing polygons for the first time. You're seeing your favorite wrestlers looking like sort of almost realistic for the first time. It's like, wow, this is great. But about five minutes into it, you realize the controls are choppy as hell. Nothing makes sense. The gameplay is just awful. And they've put together a really broken engine that just isn't great. So THQ winds up working on more WCW games. Acclaim and WWF are kind of like, wow, we came out of the gates pretty broken up here. We're getting our asses kicked by WCW, which is supposedly the second best company, the smaller company, whatever. And so THQ comes out with WCW NWO Revenge, which was fucking phenomenal. Like it included like 85 wrestlers on the roster. You could go through picking all these things. There was different types of gameplays. There was uh, different types of matches you could have. Royal Rumble type things, huge crowds, huge arenas, all this stuff. It was just so well done. Such a great game. Oh, and also create a wrestler. You could edit wrestlers. You could edit like Diamond Dallas Page to join the NWO. You could have Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man and like all these characters because WCW was just spending crazy amount of money for as many wrestlers as they could possibly find at the time. And what does that claim do? A claim on the WF side, they basically came out with the same goddamn game again and they called it Attitude a year later. And um, it was just as bad as the original one, WF Warzone. Um, and so 
Acclaim and WWF decided at that point, they're like, yeah, we'd rather go with that THQ company. And so at the time, you're talking 1998, 1999 is when the gates or the, the momentum started to shift back to the WWF when Stone Cold Steve Austin was big, The Rock, Triple H, like is the attitude era of wrestling. And uh, THQ jumped at it. They said, well, see a WCW, like we had a good run and we were making some great games, but now we can do WWF games. And so the interesting thing is, the same year that WF Attitude came out by Acclaim, THQ had already built the engine for the WCW game. So they literally just sprite swapped all the yeah, WCW characters out. They just swap everything. Yeah. And they put in the WF guys and they came out with WWF WrestleMania 2000 in 1999. So there was WW Revenge at the end of uh, uh, 1998. And in 99 came WF Attitude and then WF WrestleMania 2000. It was like this crazy amount of new games that were coming out. Um, but the funny thing about it is in WWF WrestleMania 2000, you could do the create a character. And if you went into there, you could unlock all of the WCW guys that they sprite swapped out. I'm talking you could have like NWO guys. You could have Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Ric Flair, all those guys that were not WWF guys in a WCW uh, or get a WCW guy into the WWF um, ring. But um, after that, a long story short, WCW would wind up kind of starting to fall back down in the ratings again. They would... It sounded like a great deal at the time, but they'd sign a multi-year exclusive contract with EA Sports to make oh, wrestling man. games for them. Yeah. And uh, WWF and THQ would go on all the way up until they became the 2K company when THQ kind of went out of business. But the best wrestling game, in my my opinion, was a completely rebuilt from scratch game that was based on that, that WCW, NWO Revenge, or WrestleMania 2000 engine, but it was built fresh this time and that came out in 2000 and that was wwf no mercy it had crazy amounts of match types uh four four man or eight man tags it had ladder matches it had royal rumbles i mean you could survivor series matches you could cage. have so i don't i guess i don't remember for sure if there's cage yeah. matches because i remember no matter maybe there was but i remember no matter what console up until like the ps2 era whatever you were doing the cages just looked awful like they were just yeah i don't know it's not hard like to, you're doing hard to render i would imagine yeah it's uh, not fighting vipers so you know that looked good <laughs> but uh yeah. oh shit um but yeah I, I just don't remember and then i so it was really weird during that era of wrestling so you got wcw going to ea you got wf and thq building their new relationship which was beautiful and then i claims like well what the fuck what about us so then there's this little fledgling company called ecw hardcore wrestling and they're like you could do us a a game and guess what they did that slap that same stupid engine that they built with Warzone and attitude and put it in ecw and it was just awful and and then it just kept kept on going it just kept on going after that but like i don't know i loved that time of wrestling i just can't believe how many good wrestling games thq built and so quickly because yeah. between 98 to 2000 or no 97 to 2000 in a three-year span they came up with two they came up with two different company games four different games uh, all on the N64, and they were all flipping amazing. That doesn't even like begin to talk about all the ones that came on the PlayStation, because um, the PlayStation console got the SmackDown games and the WCW Nitro games and all kinds of shit. But man, it was a good time. It was a good time in wrestling, and the Attitude Era video game era, I still think, is the best. Um, the new games that come out now, I'm not super familiar with, but I just know they're really buggy and very disappointing. So, all meh. Right, man. I, I do think we need to get you and Dale together so you guys can just go hog wild on wrestling games for like an hour. And we I'll, I'll, would I'll... go hog wild. Yeah, Dale, Dale, here's it. Here it is right here, right now. I'm going to tell you like it is. You want to get in the ring with me one-on-one? 
give me the call, man. Yeah. And I'll just sit back and drink a beer and watch <laughs> you guys go. <laughs> I hurt my throat. Uh, <laughs> all right. Time for the last question. Oh, shit. All right, Josh. Uh, favorite one. Favorite one favorite wrestler of all time, since we're on the topic. Your favorite oh professional God. wrestler <clears throat> of all time. AJ Styles. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He was a, a longtime uh, TNA guy. My, I, I like literally lost my throat. I, like, I lost my voice. <laughs> is, is he is he current? Is he retired? I have no idea. Uh, he actually is. He actually is current. He uh, wrestles in the WWF right now or WWE right now. Gotcha. He's awesome. Uh, I'm going uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Right, <clears> he is good. I haven't watched awesome. wrestling like as a fan since I was probably like eight or nine years old, and he was always my favorite when he would get up on the top rope and jump and. He was yeah. my guy. He was my guy. And then after a while, he was like hardly ever on until he just disappeared. So yeah, know. his his last uh, WrestleMania was against the Undertaker, Ooh. and that was I, the beginning of the Undertaker streak. <clears throat> Do you know what that? You know what that's all about? The streak. I have no idea. No idea. So for whatever reason, the Undertaker was this longtime wrestler. Everybody's heard of him, right? The Undertaker. Yeah. yeah but for whatever reason, that. he was he was undefeated at WrestleMania. All right. That was it. Right. His first match was against uh, Snuka, and he's only ever lost at WrestleMania twice. And I believe he's had twenty-four matches at WrestleMania, twenty-two and two. Well, there you go. There you go. Do <clears throat> you imagine ah. that though? Twenty-four years because only once a year. That's 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 insane. Like, that's that's Tom Brady career. <laughs> we, we know this is we know this is fake, right? I mean, right? We're we're there. We're fake. Did I just lose you, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it that's it for this week uh yeah so anyway uh if you want more of our shenanigans uh, you can go to mojomenace.com on the main page you've got links to our forums our discord and the aforementioned merch page where you can buy all sorts of stuff and a buck or two from every purchase comes back to us and helps us pay for the server and all that other crap uh anyway other than that uh youtube.com slash mojomenace where you can find a new kenneth crispy uh episode this this past week ah. you can check that out uh and also twitch.tv slash mojo menace josh i think i'm going to start just uh paging through old video game magazines uh on, on our twitch feed and uh and uh playing the games that i see in the in the magazine so uh monday i like uh, that idea Monday the eleventh, which is when most people will probably listen to this. Uh, that night, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read through uh, EGM number eight, Turbo Graphics wow. versus Genesis. Which one's better? That's the cover, Ooh. and I'm like, Ooh, that's a topic near and dear to my heart. So anyway, I like that. Uh, that's Twitch.tv/slash Mojo Menace. Come, uh, <laughs> come read along with me, and uh, and everywhere else on the internet, you can find us at Mojo Menace. Josh, where can they find you? Well, if you'd like to continue the conversation with me on the Twitterverse about how wrestling, it's still real to me, damn it, um, is, a, is a thing. Uh, you can always at me, at underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget the underscores. It is the most important underscore in all of the internet. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.